On today's show, we wrap up the importance of having the millionaire mindset. Now, last week, I began the conversation around the millionaire mindsets, what changed my entire life. This week, I'm going to finish that up. So if you haven't seen last week's show, please go back and take a look at it. It will all make more sense. Take it away, me. Picture this. Picture right here, I have a box. And in that box is everything I need to build a beautiful motorcycle. All the parts, all the components are in there. The frame, the engine, the wheels, the tires, everything's in there. And piece by piece, component by component, I start removing the, the, the parts of the motorcycle. I take the frame out, I take the engine out, the wheels out, and I, and I begin to assemble the motorcycle the way it's supposed to go together. In other words, I assemble it properly. At some point, I look in the box, the box is empty. I have successfully removed all the components and put them together properly. So when I sit back to admire this beautiful motorcycle that I've built, what are the odds that I realize that instead of building a motorcycle out of the motorcycle parts, I accidentally bake the cake? Can't bake a cake out of motorcycle parts, can you? If it's a motorcycle in the box, it's a motorcycle when you pull it out of the box, right? Now, here's the thing. That box is a metaphor for your mind. And your life, the components of your life, just like the components of that motorcycle, are in your box. So the components of your life, your relationships, your family, your health, your wealth, all those things are already in here in the form of your choices, decisions, and habitual thoughts. And what happens as we go through life every day, neuroscientists estimate that 30,000 times a day, you make a small decision. And every time you make a decision, no matter how small, you reach in your box and you pull out a little piece of your life. So for example, if you uh, get your paycheck and you gotta make a decision on what you're gonna do with your paycheck. Am I gonna go to Vegas and have a big party weekend or am I gonna save 20%? Well, let me reach in the box and find out. If I reach in that box and I pull out going to Vegas, I pull out a certain financial future, don't I? But if I reach in that box and I pull out saving 20%, I pull out a different financial future. So 20 years from now, I can't act confused about, wow, how did I, how did I get in this financial condition? I can tell you exactly how you got in that financial condition. It's simply a reflection of every decision, everything you pulled out of your box over 20 years about making money and saving money and building uh, your wealth. So none of it's an accident. None of it's a mystery. It's all just a reflection of the, the, the decisions we're pulling out of our box. So the question becomes, what's in your box? What's in there is eventually coming out. And let me tell you something. In our industry, we got a lot of junk in the trunk. We've got some seriously defective ideas. Let me give an example. We call these limiting beliefs, by the way. They're beliefs in your box that are wrong. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm going to give you a word. We're going to do a quick game of word association. And I'm going to give you a word. And I want you to think to yourself the first one or two words that come to mind. And the word is salesman. Salesman. Now, we're not in the same room and I can't see him. But I'd be curious to know how many of you had at least one negative word come to your mind. Right? Pushy. Uh, snake oil, high pressure, dishonest, right? I mean, if you have bad thoughts that come to you when you think about a salesperson and you're in sales, and if you're a service technician, you're in sales too, you're in sales and your fundamental belief about sales is very negative, right? How's that gonna work for you? 
How in the world are you going to get good at something that fundamentally in the box you believe is wrong? And that's such an epidemic in our industry. People think salespeople are so bad, pushy, dishonest, snake oil, whatever. And then, oh, by the way, I got to go out and sell today. I mean, stop and think about the absurdity of it, right? The only way to be truly successful in life, to be to be able to maximize your potential is to make sure that your thoughts in here are consistent with what you're trying to build in your life. Like if you're trying to go one direction, I'm trying to be a, a top performing sales professional or a top performing service technician, but in the core of my belief system is, you know, salespeople are crooks, you're going to have constant conflict. The key to success is making sure that whatever is in here is consistent with what you're trying to do out in real life. When I was a kid growing up, for example, one of the things my dad used to tell me, he'd say, son, rich people are crooks. My whole family believed that rich people were crooks. My grandfather, when we would get together and my grandmother, my mom would cook these big meals, my grandfather would say the grace is blessing. And then he would say, look how good the po' folk is eating tonight, right? Like we defined ourselves as the po' folk, right? So we all have this scarce limiting belief, you know, that we're not the Rockefellers, we can't afford that, money doesn't grow on trees, all that stuff we were bombarded with as kids. Well, we grew up and we didn't even occur to us we could be rich. And it took a massive transformation in my mindset to understand I could be rich, that I had the capacity to earn millions of dollars. But until I addressed the beliefs that were inculcated in me and pounded into me as a young person, I could never change it. You got to understand something. When you come into this planet, your box is empty. You don't have any beliefs about money, sales, business, profitability, customers, none of that stuff, right? You're just an empty vessel. And then what happens is that life happens and people around you, your community, your family, maybe television, maybe radio, maybe books, whatever, they start putting ideas in your head. They start putting ideas in your head and some of them are not consistent with what you want today. You may have been told, for example, when you're a kid, you'll never amount to nothing. You're stupid. Why can't you be like your sister? Right? We put all these ideas in a kid's head. And guess what? When you're a kid, when you're seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and a grown-up tells you something, that's the gospel, man. Right? You don't question it. You don't say, wait a second, that might not be true. When an adult says it, it goes in your box and it becomes a core belief. And what happens many years later, we start reaching in that box and pulling that belief system back out. Have you ever had the experience where your dad's voice or your mom's voice comes out of your body? <laughs> That's some freaky stuff. And it's because their junk is in your trunk and it's buried in there. So you have to have a little bit of, uh, of work and figure out what are your core beliefs and where do they come from? Uh, by the way, we have an entire course on the EGIA Contract University platform that you're going to get free access to. And it's this course complete, uh, it's the comprehensive course. Uh, you can read my book, The Power of Consistency. You can go through that course. You're going to get access to it for free and you'll have a chance to go through the entire course. I strongly recommend it because in the limited time we have here today, we have an hour. We got, you know, 15 or so minutes left, 20 minutes. The reality is I can own my, you know, I can only kind of give you the tip of the iceberg. But if you want to get serious about changing what's going on in here, if you want to get serious about changing your mindset, to be more prosperous and more uh, ambitious and expecting great things. I, I encourage you strongly to take the free course because I've devoted my entire life to this topic and I've written books about it, produced courses about it. I want you to check it out. So here's something you gotta understand. This little diagram right here 
explains why everything in your box eventually comes out. Okay, so you got to understand the components of your box, your brain, are your thoughts. Your thoughts and only your thoughts. Your thoughts, your beliefs, your expectations. Nobody else's. You own them. Maybe somebody else gave them to you when you were little, but you own them today, right? Your box is your responsibility for better or for worse. Whatever's in there about relationships, whatever's in there about how you raise your kids, how you make your living, how you save your money, all that stuff, you own it right here. And here's what happens. Every time you have a thought, again, neuroscientists estimate 30,000 times a day, we make a small decision. Every time you have a thought, every time you make a decision, what happens is in your brain, that thought sends an impulse across your brain to a part of your brain called the hypothalamus. When the hypothalamus receives the impulse from that thought, it secretes a chemical that triggers the corresponding emotion. So the thought is linked to the emotion. The emotion is a reflection of the thought chemically, neurologically in your brain. So as an example, if you get angry or if you get mad or if you get scared, your brain starts to produce um, uh, epinephrine and adrenaline and you have an angry, frightened emotion. Your emotion is a chemical reaction to what you're thinking. This is very important. Your emotions do not happen randomly in a vacuum. They are simply a chemical reaction from your thoughts, just the way the brain works. If you have a very happy, warm, and loving thought, your brain produces dopamine and endorphins. And guess what? You have a happy, warm, loving emotion. The way you feel in any given moment of your life is simply a reflection of what you're thinking about. And then what happens once you experience that emotion, that triggers some reaction. And your behaviors, your actions then trigger the quality of your life, in other words, the results. So this cycle happens a gazillion times a day in your life. Have a thought, triggers an emotion, triggers a reaction, triggers a result. And it could be a thought about food, right? I love that pizza, I want that pizza. Oh, that pizza makes me feel good. I order a pizza, what's the result? I look like a pizza, whatever the case may be. The bottom line is you, you could walk into a room. Let's say right now my son walked in this room and my thought was, hey, there's Hunter. I didn't expect to see him today, right? And I have a very warm and loving thought towards my son. Now, all of a sudden, my brain starts producing dopamine and endorphins. I feel warm and loving, right? When the broadcast is over, I don't just ignore my kid. I walk over, I give him a hug. And How you doing, son? Those actions produce the result of perpetuating my relationship with my son. This happens a million times a day about everything in your life, your money, your relationships, your sales, your diet, everything, right? So here's the really tricky part. And this is the part that you really got to understand. Your emotions and your actions are a reflection of your thoughts chemically in your brain. Your emotions and your actions are a reflection of your thought, even if your thought is wrong or inaccurate. You can believe something that's not true, but it will produce very real emotions, very real actions, and very real results, even if the thought is wrong. Somebody else can put a thought in your head, especially when you're little. And you can grow up 20 or 30 years later, and that is still your belief. And even though it might be false, it might be true to you, but it's not the capital T truth in the universe. It's just your own truth, but it may not be true. Just like my dad used to say, rich people are crooks. That turned out not to be true. Some rich people are crooks. Some rich people work their tails off and are very honest. It was a false belief that my dad put in my head. So when you have a thought, it's going to trigger these emotions and actions, even if it's a wrong thought. Let me give you an example. Let me give you two examples. 
let's say you're walking out of the theater. It's 11 o'clock at night. You're with your spouse and a couple of kids and you're walking across the parking lot. And as you're walking across the parking lot, some dude comes running from around the corner and he's running at you and your family and he's screaming and hollering. He's got a knife in his hand. He's covered in blood and he's running towards your family as if he intends to hurt somebody, right? Your immediate thought is danger, danger, danger. Within a nanosecond, your brain is producing adrenaline and epinephrine. And so instantaneously, now your emotional state is anger, right? And, and what you got to do something, right? What are your actions? You got to fight or you got to flee. You got to run. You got to fight. You got to do one or the other, right? Fight or flight, our basic response, right? Well, you decide very quickly you don't have time to run because you got little kids with you. You can't outrun this clown, so you got to fight. Him. So as he comes in closer to you, 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 you step out to meet him. You swing, you connect right in the jaw, you drop him like a sack of potatoes. What's the result? You protected your family, right? Just the way it's supposed to work. Thought triggered an emotion, emotion triggered a reaction, reaction produced the result, and it worked out great. You protected your family. Everything's wonderful until the police get there. When the police arrive and dude regains consciousness, because you let him have it pretty good, when he regains consciousness, you find out that your thought was wrong. You misinterpreted the situation. Your thought was inaccurate. Turns out the guy had no ill will towards you whatsoever. The knife was fake. The blood was fake. It was a teenage kid who was running across the parking lot to meet some friends to go to a Halloween party. You assaulted a perfectly innocent teenager. Now, even though your thought was wrong, right? You misinterpret a situation. Factually, your thought was wrong. How real were the emotions you felt when it was happening? How real were your actions? How real is his broken jaw? You see, this is the crazy thing about life. We produce our life, the results come from the actions, which come from the emotions, which come from the thoughts, even if they're wrong. We call this a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's why your mother always said, be careful what you wish for, because those thoughts will trigger emotions, behaviors, and results. So in many cases, people are producing a life based on inaccurate information, right? Let me give an example that really relates to our career. Let's suppose you're a comfort advisor or you're a service technician in our business, and your basic thought goes something like this. Man, these people ain't trying to hear about the value, right? Uh, all they want is a cheap price. They're not trying to hear this spiel. Uh, they don't try to hear it from a salesperson. I don't want to be a salesperson. They just want a cheap price, right? That's all they care about. If that's your thought, what's the very natural emotion that comes from that thought? right? Here we go again. Another cheap homeowner, another waste of my time. I never should have left install, right? Now, what actions are triggered by those emotions when you walk in the house, right? Those emotions are reflected in your actions, your body language, your behavior, tone of voice. Do you walk in that house and give a, a dynamic value-based presentation? Of course not, right? You drop off a bid and go to the motions. What's the result? People buy on price from you. Funny thing is, that guy says, I knew it. I knew they were going to buy on price. It's because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You forced it to happen. Because you can take another example of somebody else, comfort advisor, service tech, and their thought goes something like this. You know what? People want quality and service and value. And they're willing to pay a little bit more if I show them why my company is better. If that's my core belief, if that's my core thought, what's the emotions very naturally that come from that thought? It's showtime, baby. I'm excited, I'm pumped up, I'm enthusiastic. What actions do I engage in the house? I got a whole different 
body language, whole different tone of voice. I go through my presentation. I show the homeowner why my company's better, why our guarantees are better, why our installations are better, why we're worth a couple of bucks extra. And guess what? The homeowner buys on value from you, right? Funny thing is that dude says the same thing as the other dude. I knew it. I knew people wanted value. You've got to understand that your life is one big walking, talking, self-fulfilling prophecy. Whatever you think is going to happen is going to happen because you're going to make it happen. You're 100% right all the time. Congratulations. Even if you're wrong, you prove yourself right. I mean, it's insane. And if we're not aware of this, we can build a life. We can build a life of results based on actions that are based on emotions that are based on thoughts that are inaccurate. Maybe salespeople are not crooks. Maybe salespeople are trusted advisors who improve the quality of life for people. What if that's your thought going into a call? You got to understand your thoughts are creating everything in your life. This is why that Emerson said that uh, we become what we think about all day long. Our life is 100% reflection of our habitual thoughts. Here's one of the things that I learned. If you want temporary improvement in anything in your life, focus on your actions, right? Focus at the bottom of this circle. If you want permanent change in anything in your life, you got to focus on the thoughts at the top of the uh, circle right? Because the foundation of everything is what's in the box, the thoughts. If you want permanent change, you got to change the way you think. But when you change the way you think, you will change the way you feel. And when you change the way you feel, you will change the things you do. And when you change the things you do, you will change the things you get. You will change the results. And you will create whatever it is you want in life. The key is you got to have a plan. You got to put together a plan and that's the very nature of this free program I want you to take that Dave's going to tell you about because I go through the entire process. Real quick, I want to talk about the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system is a part of your subconscious brain that acts as a filter. It decides what you notice in life and what you don't notice. So if you ever bought a new car and then you notice that new car every time you come to an intersection, that's the reticular activating system. When something becomes relevant to you, the reticular activating system makes sure that you notice. If it's irrelevant to you, it will filter it out. You won't even notice it. Here's why that's really important. Suppose your expectation is you're going to make 50 grand a year. Nobody ever told you that, you know, and you can make it whatever your number is. But your belief is you're going to make 50 grand a year. As you believe you're going to make 50 grand a year, your reticular activating system is constantly looking for the things that are relevant to, to help you keep making 50 grand a year. Like you could lose your job tomorrow and the subconscious mind already has three new opportunities all lined up to continue making that 50 grand a year. You'll, you'll land on your feet, you'll bounce back, you'll have a job in two days, right? That's what the subconscious does for us. The problem is, is it filters out things that we think are not relevant. So if you think you're gonna make 50 grand a year, your reticular activating system is looking for ways to make 50 grand a year. But if a 200 grand a year opportunity comes by, guess what? it'll filter it out because that doesn't seem relevant to you. That's for somebody else. I'm looking for ways to make 50 grand. You have to make sure to dream and think big, expect big, wonderful, great things. And you will see when you go through the course, how you can do that. You have to create a plan for your life. I call it a prosperity plan and you have to write it out. And the process will take you steps by step through that. But what I'll tell you now is you got to dream big. You got to think big. The last thing I want to talk about is the power of the subconscious mind. You got to understand the subconscious mind is 10,000 times more powerful than the conscious brain. And that's really saying something. 
because the conscious brain produces a lot of cool stuff, right? Rocket ships and cars and computers and all that's the conscious work that people are doing. And the conscious brain is very powerful, but the subconscious brain is 10,000 times more powerful than that. Think about what the subconscious brain can do for you. If you've ever had the experience where you're trying to remember the name of a song or the name of a movie and you can't quite remember it, and then all of a sudden, two or three days later, it pops in your head, that's because the subconscious brain never stopped trying to figure that out. Your subconscious, its job is to figure out the problems you give it. So if you're trying to figure out the name of a song, consciously, you might go back to work, whatever you were doing, the subconscious mind keeps trying to, keeps trying to figure it out. And when it finally remembers, it'll throw it up in your conscious brain. We've all had that experience. If you've ever had the experience where you have a problem, financial problem, mechanical problem, relationship problem, doesn't matter. And you can't figure out the solution, just can't figure it out. And then one night, a couple of nights later, middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, you wake up and there's a solution. Pow, right? That's because the subconscious mind never stops trying to solve your problems. Consciously, you got to focus on what you're doing each day. Your subconscious mind's job is to continue to solve your problems. But here's the thing you got to remember. Your subconscious brain, as powerful as it is, as a problem solver, it's a lousy judge of character. Like your subconscious brain is very sensitive and it will act on any, any impulse that it gets, negative or positive. So we can get an impulse from a movie or from somebody else and it will start acting on those impulses. It'll start trying to figure out how to make those things happen. My wife and I, we go to bed at night, we love watching the forensic files, the murder mystery. And I'm like blown away by how many knucklehead dudes think they can kill their wife and get away with it. <laughs> I'm like, when do you start having that thought? Like, when's the first time you're like, I'm killing her, right? Like, how stupid is that? But something happened. They heard some story. The subconscious brain starts trying to figure it out. And next thing you know, they're like, okay, I can have this alibi. I can turn my phone off. I can do this. And they figure out a plan to do the craziest thing on the planet. Of course, they always get caught, as they should get caught. My point is the subconscious brain will figure out how to rob a bank just as quickly as it'll figure out how to make a million dollars, honestly. It, it's just a lousy judge of character. So it's critically important that you have to feed your subconscious brain the right instructions. That's what the prosperity plan is all about. It feeds your subconscious brain the instructions to do what you really want to do in your life, to figure out, get clarity on what do I want in my life, my money, my relationships, my health. What do I want? You create a plan, and I'll show you how to program your subconscious brain to go out and do those things. That's what the course is all about. We want you, and I'm going to give you a quick overview here before we go. I want to give you a quick example on how the subconscious brains work. I'm a big fan of what's called a dream board. And a dream board is just, it can be a mirror, it can be a piece of wood, it can be anything. And you just put pictures of things that you want. It could be a vacation home, an income, a relationship, just any image that represents something you want. It's a great way to constantly feed your subconscious brain with the instructions to figure out those things and not get distracted with some BS over here that you don't really want. So I'm a big believer. I use a dream board. I keep one on my phone. And uh, so I like cars. I love cars. I, I've got several really interesting cars. And uh, three years ago, 2018, I was watching a YouTube video. And the YouTube video was Floyd Money Mayweather, uh, the boxer. And he's got this amazing car collection there in Las Vegas. And he's doing a video with a G550 Mercedes, what they call the 4x4 square. It's like a G-Wagon, but it's a G-Wagon on steroids. It's all, it, they made 300 of them. They made 300 of these. That was it. And it's seven and a half feet tall. It's like seven feet wide. The thing is a freaking beast. And I'm watching this video. I can't really show the video, but I'm going to show you an image from the video. This is the video. This image, he was showing this car right here. 
I don't know if you can hear that. That's Mayweather in the background. But he posts that video. I'm like, that's the coolest car I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a G-Wagon. So you can see the date there. It was November 5th, 2018. I took a picture on my phone of a black G-Wagon square. And I put it on my dream board. Right? Now, a couple of months later, I'm not thinking about it consciously. It's a bucket list thing. No rush. But I put it on there. One day, you know, maybe I'll get me a G-Wagon. Right? 550 square. Not a regular G-Wagon. Very special G-Wagon. So I put it on my dream board. A couple of months later, I'm talking to this auto broker in San Diego, a guy that I've done some business with. And I said, hey, you ever come across one of these, these G-Wagon squares? And he goes, yeah, every now and then. He goes, they're very hard to get. They made 300 of them. He said, they're super expensive. Like they cost more now than they did new. And they're very hard to find. I said, well, if you ever come across one, let me know. Two years goes by. Two years later, he calls me up. He goes, hey, I got a black G-Wagon square, just like the one you sent me the picture of. Black on black, beautiful, low mileage, perfect condition. Uh, it was part of a collection the dude had, and uh, I'll let you have it, right? So we worked out the deal, and I bought the car, right? Two weeks later, I fly out to La Jolla, California, and I buy the G-Wagon. This is it in my backyard. I drove it back home from uh, San Diego, La Jolla. So I get back home, and a couple of weeks goes by, and one day I'm down in my office, and my wife comes down here. She's got the mail. And she says, hey, I got the title work for that G-Wagon. I said, awesome. I got to get it registered and, you know, get Colorado plates on it. She goes, no, you're not going to believe this. And she pulls out the old title. You'll never believe. Who do you think it belonged to? On the title, it belonged to Mayweather Promotions in Las Vegas, Nevada. This was Floyd Mayweather's G-Wagon. It was the exact same G-Wagon I saw in the video. It wasn't one just like it. It was the exact same G-Wagon. It's funny because uh, Dave, I don't know if he's still there because I know you moved, Dave, but he used to live in the neighborhood uh, where Mayweather, and he would see that G-Wagon. They would drive it around while Mayweather was jogging, but it turned out to be the exact same G-Wagon. My point is that's the power of the subconscious mind. So I want to encourage you to take advantage of the offer that Dave is fixing to make here in a few minutes because you will have a chance to get free access to my Power of Consistency program, and it will take you through the upside of fear process, focus emotional commitment, action responsibility. And through that process, you will examine what's in your box, right? You will get clarity on what you want to accomplish in your life. You'll get all the junk out, all the, the false information. Uh, you'll learn how to create a prosperity plan and how to recreate the highway of neural pathways up here to work towards the stuff that you really want to accomplish in your life. Take consistent action for those behaviors and on those behaviors and take responsibility for your results. So my friends, that is the millionaire mindset. That is the money brain. You got to create it. If you don't have it naturally, you got to make sure and create it. We have a program. I've lived it myself. I've taught it to thousands of people in every conceivable industry, and I want to teach it to you. I want you to get access to this program. Get access to the free trial. Take the program and let me know how you do. Keep me posted. Awesome content right there. As always, be sure to share this on Facebook. And if you're not a member, click the button below to get a 30-day free trial, giving you access to all of our amazing content. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.